Good morning and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. I don't usually say good morning because it doesn't really matter when you listen to this show, but on this occasion uh, it does matter because we're recording this episode immediately after the first race of the F1 season. Uh, Zog, I don't really want to talk about the race just yet, I want to talk about the build-up, but you are you a happy man? I'm a happy man. How happy? Very happy. Oh, no, the first race of the season is, you know, always something special. It's, you know, you, you've had those, you know, weeks starved of any kind of action and you just, you know, you follow a bit of winter testing, but it's, uh, that's nothing really. And yeah, we get really excited before the start of the first race. You know, I always try and get a little bit of sleep before the race so I can stay awake through the night, but it's almost impossible on this occasion. Perhaps because we really believe that Lewis was going to do very well this weekend. Now, I want to come to the results of the race presently, but something happened uh, this year, something we haven't been able to do in this country for a while, and that is to follow practice and see pictures of practice. I know you were doing it. Yeah, ITV really got that together this year with uh, the online coverage uh, of the season, and they're doing uh, live video streaming of the practice sessions uh, without commentary, so you get this kind of, you know, real sort of fans insight, you know, unmediated by, uh, uh, you know, by any chat over the thing. You're hearing all the mechanics talking to the drivers in the pit, trying to figure out what they're saying, and, you know, you you can only hear half of it. You can't really tell anything that's going on, but it's just, but, but, but you're able to follow the build-up to the race in a way that you haven't been able to uh, in previous years and that's been great you know even if it does break down all the time and it's kind of you know rather lousy quality and you know, slightly distorted but it's still good if you're an addict like we are and i think anyone else who listens to gareth jones on speed that kind of methadone if you like for, for the heroin addiction that is formula one yeah you're there in the middle of the night you know appearing at your laptop trying to figure out what's going on in i found what was really good because i was sitting watching the images live on my computer for practice in the build-up that I could run the FIA's own timing screens from the Formula One uh, website simultaneously and do my own commentary. Oh, Nakajima's on a hot lap, unusual. You've got to keep yourself entertained. Now, I also got a chance to see the cars in motion for the first time. I've seen lots of stills pictures of the cars. And you do always like to look at the shape of the new cars and try to figure out what they might be doing with the aerodynamics and see see what areas people are working on. So what have you picked up? this year what are you quite a lot I know you you were talking about the BMW quite uh, rapturous terms yeah I know it's a combination of things I think the idea that um Kubitzer being in the car makes the car more attractive for me because I do rate Kubitzer. I think he's fabulous. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm paying more attention to the Sauber BMW or the BMW Sauber. What I really like about it is that it has these unique front winglets on the top of the nose cone, if you like, just forward of the cockpit, just aft of the front wheel line, you know, the front axle line. And I swear, because of the colour and the way that it has this kind of, oh, I don't know, 45 or 60 degree, 60 degree raked leading edge to these fins and these kind of winglets that pop up, if you imagine that thing upside down, it looks almost exactly like the Angel Interceptor from Captain Scarlet. It is a reach, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I, do, I do know what you mean. And there's something in it. No, it's I've true. actually, it's true. I've actually created a a picture of something that will explain what I'm talking about which is on the website Gareth Jones yeah GarethJones.tv and go to the on speed pages and you'll see it for for this show show 51 you'll see what I'm talking about but what I like is all these 
these um, aerodynamic improvements. For me, Formula One is very much about cars and the technology in cars and that technology being visible so aerodynamics is a great way to do that almost every team have what they call the bridge front wing now with the exception of i think renault and bmw and uh perhaps one other but they all have different solutions. A BMW solution is the Angel Interceptor wing, right? I do like the look of the FW108, festooned with winglets. It looks like, um, I don't know, a, a lionfish or a dragonfish or one of those boxfish these days. But which of the, which of the cars looks fast to you? Which is the one that you think you know, looks... Uh, are, d- 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 just on the basis of... You know, yeah, what looks appearance. right goes right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what's doing the right things? Well, you've got to say the McLaren because it does look like a kind of a silver knife slicing through it's got lots of vertical planes to it you know and it looks like it's going to cut through the air it looks long and sleek but you the know the scheme does sort of flatter it though I mean I, I, mm. I agree it's a great looking car and I, I, I agree it looks fast but I think it's uh, it's, it's got fast paint I think is fast paint so there was a reason paint. why McLaren decided to paint that thing that colour there you go yeah, yeah. laminar flow so um, uh, the car that I think doesn't look fast is the new Ferrari now do you remember the, the was it the one five six? Do you remember the nickname the of the shark fro- nose? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had the shark nose where it had those two lovely flared nostrils. Phil Hill drove it. The classic uh, F1 Ferrari, which there are famously no examples left. Is that think. right? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there are. Well, the, the Ferrari the, 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 the Ferrari was very unsentimental about uh, his racing cars at the time. And, so, and you know, the, the old cars, once the season were done, were just scrapped to be reused, broken up, made to other things. And, yeah, and, you know, and, and the shark nose, despite being one of those you know, beautiful uh, F1 Ferraris to a lot of people, there are none of them left. Any, any that you see are uh, copies, replicas of some kind. Well, we have a new shark nose, the, the current Ferrari, the F2008, I think it's called. I think it's a shark nose. If you look at it, they don't have a bridge wing per se. What they have is something rather like, I think, Toyota had for a while last year. And that is a kind of a moustache upper plane to the wing, where the upper element of the front wing comes out of the almost the very forward tip of the nose, like a moustache, yeah, and yeah. this sort of large gaping gap between that and the lower elements of the front wing. Yes, it looks like a shark nose. The trouble is, it looks like a basking shark. You know those great filter feeders? Yeah, that's not a fast look. No, it isn't, no, is it? It's not. But it's a new shark nose. And so, uh, once again, there's a picture of that on the website, the, my interpretation of it, which I think you should see. Okay. The last car I wanted to mention briefly in, in this section of the show, so um, I want to talk about the race the in a result. moment, Yeah, uh, is the Renault. If you look again at the front wing of the Renault, it's got this lower chin element if you like a bit of a Bruce Forsyth reach or a Jimmy Hill reaching forward low it's sort of a, it's almost like a little cupola for want of a better word hanging down underneath the main element of the front wing but it's kind of like it, it's it's a pooper scooper you know what I mean? Scooping like up an the poop. ice cream scoop. Or what do they call these things on the... Cow catchers. Cow catcher, no, yeah. Yep. It's in reverse because it's... Or, yeah. or even one of those Amazonian people who wears huge plates in the bottom lip. Huh? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it's a yeah, bit a scary. Stings, uh, stings mates or something. I don't what know. are stings um, mates? Uh, <laughs> Yamamari? Uh, no, thanks. I've just put one out. So, if you want to hear what happened in this race and what we thought of it, we'll tell you after this. 
Namaste. Vijay Malaya here. Indians are coming. I am very, very happy to have my new team force India representing my country now in Formula One. But with me being such an international businessman, my Indian credentials have been questioned recently. In fact, one or two people in the pit lane have suggested that I sound more Welsh than Indian. So perhaps I should rename my team Force Wales and take the Kingfisher sponsorship off my car and write brains bitter on the side. Oh, blimey, you must be joking, isn't it? What do you want from me? Coal mining? Sheep? Tom Jones? Next, they'll be suggesting that I don't reserve a place in my team for Naren Karthikian or Karen Shandok and instead book Tom Price as my driver. Quite frankly, I would. But honestly, Mr. Price is simply not available. Look you, that's lovely, isn't it? Gareth Jobs on speed. Lovely. Yeah, nice to have a new accent in Formula One, or perhaps an old accent, I don't know. (laughs) Now, Force One India didn't really sparkle in this Melbourne race, did they? Where did did they qualify? Let's just have a look at what happened in qualifying. We had Fizzy qualify... He was down in, what, 17th and then sort of 19th. But, you know, that's... That's about where the car should be, really, isn't it? You know, yeah. that's the, the, that's where they should be on the grid. So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Very glad Physical to have them there. Really, you know, giving it as good a spot as it could reasonably expect to get seventeenth. Qualifying was was very entertaining, wasn't it? We had uh, Hamilton got pole, but not for the want of Kubica trying. He was absolutely flying, wasn't and, he? And might well have got pole. You know, some people reckon um, if he hadn't made that little mistake, um, yeah, possibly. But uh, maybe it looks like um, you know BMW we've got some real pace this year they had a very good year last year but uh, you know there's a question about sort of you know how much they could really step it up you know mm. you know can they really uh, you know can they get on terms with uh, McLaren Ferrari yeah BMW have promised to be really great for a while but they haven't yet had a victory you know so are they this year going to be the team will to challenge the for the championship turn it into, will, it, will this be the year uh, they can turn into victories well I think uh, some of the the answers to some of those questions will, will come from the results of the race which I'll discuss in a moment I just want to go through the top 10 briefly in, in qualifying if I may um, Massa down at 4th uh, we had a Hyde fell fifth again, reinforcing the reasonable performance of, of the BMWs at uh, Trulli sixth which is a big improvement for uh, well, although they've often qualified well, didn't they? And, and truly has often qualified the Toyota well, yes. But um, so, 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 yeah, maybe uh, you, know, uh, you know, Toyota, like Williams, uh, you know, are looking to take a step up. But let's see how they do in the race. Right. So let's. How did they do in the race? Well, the starting position changed slightly. Timo Glock lost five places, didn't he? Because he was deemed to lost have ten places. They put him back to nineteenth. Ten places. Yeah, he was yeah. deemed to have uh, uh, impeded another competitor. That's yeah, some point. and uh, suffer the penalty for that. 
but that set us up rather nicely for a race. Uh, I, I'm holding my breath as I always do for the start. Um, Lewis managed to get away without traction control. The, yeah, and there was plenty of action at that start. Plenty of action at the first corner, which you know, fortunately for Hamilton and for uh, uh, for McLaren was uh, was behind the back. It was uh, you know the back of the field, and we you know uh, lost the first couple of cars about then. I think. It all went off. Sorry, I just putting my glass of books fizz back down over there, celebrating the the wonderful race. Yeah, it all went off. I've just got a list of all the retirements here, but basically, uh, in the first lap, we lost. Sebastian Vettel, who we were both hoping to see a bit of a star performance from, and uh, he's capable of it. Yeah, yeah. And and when you think that at the end of the race, uh, his, his teammate Bordes was running fourth before he had uh, had his engine problem, um, you'd have to wonder whether whether Vettel might have uh, might have been up there instead. I, interesting. I, I mentioned, I think, in the last show or a couple of shows ago, that uh, Toro Rosso running the old car could be a bit of an advantage in the first race they're running a tried and tested package mm. rather than running a new car you know, th- th- that said although that tried and tested package let them down didn't they yeah. indeed it did and the Red Bull didn't go at all bad itself um, no that's true yeah. until, until they had their problems but, yeah. uh, but uh, very disappointed that Vettel didn't, didn't make it um, not surprised that Sebastian Bourdais was running so very near the end because he's a safe pair of hands you know he doesn't make many mistakes and you like to watch American uh, I've watched Champ so you, you know, you, you, you've seen a lot more of him than, than mm. I am. And you, you know, yeah, you were saying you thought he'd uh, He's be a, a pretty safe pair of hands. An and, adaptable yeah. driver in in that kind of Schumacherian sort of way where they say to him, OK, look, we need you to do this per lap and bring it home because of these problems. And he does. So one to watch, um, Gerhard yeah. Berger's team. And on, on, on the basis of this, you know, yeah, we could be seeing an interesting uh, season from Toro Rosso. So the other retirements, what a load of retirements. Here we go. Bang, we lost Davidson. We didn't see why. Weber, we lost him. Poor old Weber, you know, uh, he never has much luck in, in his home race. You've got a feel for him. Yeah, I mean, stunning debut in his, in his first appearance in his home race, but, but after that, as you say, yeah, bad luck all the way and uh, continues today. And for his teammate, too. I mean, Coulthard, uh, you know, he was steaming after that <laughs> incident, wasn't he? I, I don't think there was much doubt after the after his little interview on ITV exactly who, who he thought was responsible. So, let me just explain, uh, uh, yeah, if you remember, um, um, Massa, <laughs> I can't repeat it, maybe I could, uh, Massa, uh, took a, a fairly a fairly ambitious lunge. move yeah. yeah yeah, came from a long way back although Coulthard hadn't left him very much room if any room at all perhaps he didn't know didn't expect him didn't see him felt it was his there. corner he looked, like he looked like he just didn't realise he was there but a heck of a bang and that poor old Red Bull fell to bits but I'm trying to think what did Coulthard actually say he said something like I he will said, kick uh, seven shades of something out of that little something else that little bastard yes <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to say that <laughs> you can cut it out <laughs> Um, uh, further down, further down. Oh, we lost Sutil. Um, we lost Trolley. Some kind of technical problem. Yeah, it's, it's something was overheating in the cab. I think it's, it's something was overheating in the cockpit. By the looks of it. Or and what did I say when Massa hit Coulthard? Right, I said that's got out done some damage to the to Ferrari. Yeah, sure. And sure enough, a few laps later, he pulled over. But we didn't actually see whether it was the suspension or not. The, you know, the, Fair the, point. The, you know, it, it, it seemed to be hanging together at the front. There wasn't yeah. any flapping about. 
So uh, yeah, it could have been the same sort of problem Nick Heidfeld had. You know, the water bottle squirting water into his cockpit, yeah, well, that, which clearly didn't affect his uh, race too badly, did it? You know. So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, and, and what a podium we've got! Uh, you know, three teams, three different teams on the podium in the first race. Great way to start it off. Um, Although to be fair, I think it should have been too. We had Lewis on 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 the the top step. We had and it, and ne- it, it would have been Kovalainen. Yeah, uh, but we hadn't Nick and then Nico Kovalainen should have been there, but he was kind of unlucky because of the timing of that safety car, which was caused by the was it the Glock incident that gave him that problem. Yeah, I think that that, that was uh, that was Glock's weird. Yeah, lost it, got in the gravel, got in the air, came down very hard and uh, and fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, safety car after that. That was when Kovalainen lost out, and it made things difficult for Barrichello, who just pitted, hadn't he? Or we came into the pit just as the safety car was issued. So Barrichello, who was still the only, it was the only Honda, and he said BAR yeah. was the only Honda running at that point. Um, he then left the pit when the red light was on. And it looks like he's he's going to get some kind Make of penalty. At, at this point, we yeah, don't know. There, there was some doubt. Yeah, that, yeah. I think it was uh, being investigated, but what they hadn't. Uh, there was no. Yeah, no one availing any kind of penalty for it. But I think overall, you know, going into this race, my, my feeling was very much that. Uh, was that Raikkonen and Ferrari were probably favourites to take the drivers, and probably the constructors' championship as well. But that you know, as soon as they have any bad luck or they you know they drop the ball in any way, McLaren are going to be there to mm. to pick up the pieces. They know. look very solid, didn't they, McLaren? Yeah. And Ferrari looked a bit shambolic. I think Kimi ultimately never recovered from that fuel feed problem he had in qualifying, which meant that he qualified. Um, oh, I think he qualified in Sydney, despite the fact that the race was in Melbourne that's how low down it was where did where did Kimi qualify in the end um, 15th 16th horrid yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 16th before but in, but in the race he was but, but in the race he was looking very quick there were those spells where he was he was pushing Kovalainen very hard uh, he was catching the McLarens you know he had the pace to race with them at the front um, and you know and in the next couple of races it'll be very interesting to see how the two of them are stacking up I think you know Ferrari obviously will be catching up from the next race they've got uh, uh, you know they didn't they went away with no points this weekend but uh, it's it, it's anybody's championship now that's very true. That's Wonder. very true. BMW are in there, nipping, picking up opportunities. Kubica never uh, made it to the end, did well, he? I say anybody's. I should, I should, yeah. I, maybe I should clarify. I mean, anybody, if your name is Hamilton or Raikkonen. <laughs> <laughs> because, come on, you know. Yeah, Massa ain't going to be... Massa's not going to do it. I no. don't know the Kovalainen. Kovalainen looks like he could take some points off uh, off Lewis during the season, but uh, but but he certainly won't be fighting for the championship you know I think don't think he'll be allowed no. to it was wonderful no no no, no. I, I, I don't think he's good I don't think he'll be good enough I don't think, think he, yeah I take there points was from him but it, but but over the season no question you know there Hamilton is just an unbelievable driver he's Hamilton had something like a nine second gap over his who was in second place after seven laps or something at the start of the race he was and really he said he flying. wasn't really uh, wasn't really pushing it but uh, but, mm. but then you would wouldn't you, you know? yeah you would you do and interesting psychologically we hear that um, Hakey and Lewis allegedly get on very well but there was a little sort of vignette a little kind of um, 
semi-rehearsed bit of a routine yeah, between them before yeah, the start of the race on ITV in Britain. It was awkward, wasn't it? It was think? a slightly odd sort of foot thing. Yeah, it was a, a sort of a semi-rehearsed, semi-sort of candid camera kind mm. of eavesdropping on a, a set-up chat between the two drivers. Yeah, you know, it's and Lewis always took the opportunity to have a slight dig at at Hakey and and vice versa. You know, there was a bit of joshing there, but a bit I of friendly joshing. Yeah, 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 but I think it was a bit more than friendly joshing there was just they didn't want to get you know they didn't want to let the opportunity to even them up you know what I mean they have to prove that one up you're saying the edge is, is very much there and they're competitive the guitarist from you 2 was present in, <laughs> in the spirit of that conversation that's true but on the podium Lewis was very happy to have Nico Rosberg up there, wasn't he? He was, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they, they looked like they were. Well, they were teammates, weren't they? In um, Euro F3, I think, in, or German F3. That's right, yeah. Right, right. But uh, yeah, they're old mates for a long time. Uh, even in, I think, the karting days, they may have crossed paths as well. I'm reading Lewis's book at the moment, but I can't quite yeah, remember. That, that, I guess they were both just very glad that Raikkonen wasn't there to kind of spoil the party. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he likes a party, Raikkonen. He does, yeah. Um, another psychological thing I spotted, uh, on the podium when uh, Lewis uh, gathered the other two drivers, Nico and Nick, I've got a big beard and sound remarkably like Elmer Fudd Heidfeld when he gathered he does actually <laughs> oh I'll get that wabbit with my BMW but the he pulled the two of them together for the photo of the three of them on the top step and then Lewis immediately with strong hands pushed the two of them aside to leap forward and spray them and I think there's another opportunity of Lewis just asserting himself again okay. it's all part of the game Zog isn't it yeah and well he's a, he's a and he's a class act he's the best Finally, um, we had a kind of a, a bet, didn't we? It, not so much a bet, but an agreement. We're trying to work out who is going to be... Who's going to be first out of the race? Yeah, now, um, I think I picked Suttil, didn't I? I think you did pick Suttil. I think I said it was going to be Davidson, I think, I think did I so, say? Yeah. In and fact, how did we do? Well, it was Vettel, actually, was the first out. Yep. And Fizzy, which we didn't expect. We didn't really see quite what happened and how that happened just yet. The other thing we were talking about before the start of the race was which of the non-top four drivers was going to be on oh, the podium. That's right, and my pick was uh, Kubica. Yeah, and it Perfect could well have been, good not the, the qualifying. Yeah. And I said... You said Heidfeld. So I've had a pretty good record I've in my prediction. Yeah, not yeah. bad. That's the last time I'll get it right for this season. So, well, well, we're doing predicting. How do you see the rest of the season panning out on the basis of that first race? What? Uh, give us one little projection. All right. Uh, briefly, uh, rest of the season, it's got to be Lewis. I won't discount Ferrari. I think Kimi's a threat if they can sort out the technical problems. I think... Heike will get a race win or two. I think it's going to be McLaren's year. Now, that's my guess. How about yours? Well, I, I, I think I think Raikkonen and Hamilton are going to be fighting all the way. But right now, yeah, I'd have to say Hamilton. Right now, yeah. having seen what yeah. we've seen yeah, today, just, yeah, just, yeah, just having having accepted that race. And but Luca yeah. de Montezemolo, right? I'll leave you with this thought. Luca de Montezemolo said that he was looking for a boring championship well, this year. Yeah, that is he. I don't think so. No, and neither are we. Uh, thank you for listening to Gareth Jones on Sweden. We'll be back with another show pretty soon. Sorry, I went to get my drink again. And cheers, cheers. to the start of the season. And congratulations to Lewis Hamilton. Nice and so, thanks for staying up all night again. It's a good pleasure. Australia kept us up all night. The 
race was tremendous, quality was all right. Timo Glock used opposite lock, his car ended up as a Toyota roadblock. Master took a lunge, did you hear and see? Cool thoughts swearing on my TV. Heike was unlucky, Kibitzer broke down. It was Rosberg and Heidfeld who wowed the crowd. Kimmy went well, his car let him down. He'll have to work hard to retain his crown. Top work McLaren. Well done, Rob. It looks to me like the race is on. It says 22 on his car, but Lewis is number one now. You want to talk to us about Formula One or indeed anything to do with cars? Email us at onspeed at garethjones.tv. You can subscribe to this podcast for free at iTunes or www.garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed was made in a big hurry by Whizbang with no traction control. <laughs>